0: Ladies and gentlemen, the Human Experience is broadcasting live. We've got a phenomenal program planned for your beautiful faces tonight. Thank you so much for being here. If you would like a chance to join our mailing list, if you want to find everywhere we are, if you want to make a contribution to the show, which we truly appreciate... Simply go to allmylinks.com slash thehumanxp. Tonight, we are going to be getting into the various aspects of the near-death experience phenomena, and what a curious thing. We're going to be exploring some of the implications that may be introduced by this being a real thing. We're going to be looking at some of the deeper mysteries about life here on Earth, it's going to be a great show. So whether you're hearing the replay version of this, or you're here with us live, please just go grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy this conversation. Human Experiences in Session, my name is Xavier Katana. My guest for tonight is Lynn Russell. Lynn is a world expert on near-death experiences. She has worked directly with Dr. Jeffrey Long, who is the founder of the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation, where she studied thousands of NDE cases. She's also studied developments in consciousness research, quantum theory, and cosmology. Lynn has spent over 60 years studying world religious philosophy. She is also the author of The Wonder of You, What the Near-Death Experience Tells You About Yourself, a book in which she explores the answers to some of the deepest questions in life, such as Why Are We Here? What is our purpose? And what happens to us when we die? Lynn, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for making the time and the space to do this show. Welcome to HXP.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Lynn, so, I mean, you've been doing this work for so long, and it's, I mean, you have must have collected so much data in your travels, but I'd really like to set the stage for this broadcast and what we're going to be talking about. How did you choose a career in studying consciousness and the near-death experience, and what drove you to ask these questions, you know, what is our purpose, and why are we here?
1: Well, uh, it, be, it began as a child. Um, uh, my grandfather died, and that, that told me that I was going to die, that everybody dies, and I was part of that. So that frightened me. I didn't want to die. Um, and I was very, very frightened about it for a long time. So I went to my mother, who was an atheist, and um, I asked her, what happens after we die? And she said, nothing, you just disappear. <laughs> And that was not the answer my eight year old self wanted to hear,
0: <laughs> mm, yeah
1: uh, and so that just really frightened me even more and i I went out of my way to start learning <clears throat> as a child, actually, around nine, I began going to different churches and and reading and studying just different religions throughout the world,
0: huh. I mean, it's really curious, you know, this, uh, I've been really interested in the near-death experience for a long time. We've done a couple episodes about it here on HXP and it's really curious, you know, it's, it's really curious that this phenomena could occur. Um, you know, I, I want to know, let's, let's define that for, for anyone that might not know about this, this process or this idea, what is a near-death experience?
1: Um, Well, first of all, uh, I want to remove the name near, excuse me, even though everybody uses near-death experience, the people who have had the experience can get quite upset about that because to them it wasn't near, it was real, and it did happen, Uh, and it sort of disqualifies their experience a bit. Um, So death experience is when a person dies, actually dies, they die in car accidents or, or operations or heart attacks or whatever. And they leave their body, they have a spiritual experience, usually. And then they are sent back to their body because they're not finished yet, they have to finish whatever they've come here to do. So that's in a nutshell, what a near death experience is.
0: Mm, Okay, I mean, I love that. I mean, so So, I mean, there, there certainly there are common features within these experiences. As you study case after case after case, there should be some things that are people have in common. Some things that are different. Are there people who don't have anything happen to them when they die? Well, well, first, excuse me when 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 we say that a person is dead, does it does it mean that you know their heart has stopped? There's no brain function? Is that You know, they're dead for a few minutes.
1: Well, actually, um, the ones in the hospital that die in the hospital um, usually are resuscitated immediately. And because that happens, there's not enough time to know whether that person is actually dead. Like three or four minutes isn't enough time. But some of the people are dead for a very long time and sent down to the morgue and come (laughs) back. And they're in rigor mortis. So it's a long, you know, that's a long time for that to have happened. I, you, I think rigor mortis starts around four hours after death around there. And it is full-fledged rigor mortis uh, 12 to 13 hours later.
0: Oh, my. I mean, that's yeah. like Jesus level, you know, like you're, you're coming back. It's four hours. You're, you're studying into, you know, rigor mortis. I've never heard of that before, ever. So... So, okay, so, you know, getting into the the features of the experience itself, um, mm-hmm. it, are there people who have nothing happen to them when they die? Like there's just yes, black... Yes,
1: yes, yes, there are. And I'm just beginning to understand that, to be honest with you. Um, it turns out that they can look, the, the people who have died and look back down on our earth can see people, they can see our, all of us and uh, they can see their loved ones or they can see a whole humanity. And they see, it's sort of like a cloud over the people that they just have very negative thinking and they're very um, their world is very, they're angry or they're depressed or they're not satisfied with the world that they live in. And those people... And that doesn't mean everybody who has a death experience loves life either. <laughs> but for some mm. reason, these people stop themselves. They they put up a wall and they won't allow themselves to leave or to have a full experience.
0: Hmm. Okay. So now,
1: that's brand new. So I'm I'm just just
0: learning. It's brand new. I mean, what do you yeah, brand, what do you mean? Brand new to me. <laughs> okay. 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 So so okay. So so there are some people that do not have anything happen to them they just simply die and it's just black and you you say the connection that you make is that these people who seem to have this experience are people who don't tend to ask the the bigger questions about life they're kind of just like you know whatever i'm just here maybe they're too busy with their nine to fives you know something
1: yeah yeah yeah, and depressed and angry and just a negative attitude towards everything and around them. Yeah. Um, there is a, a, an NDE on um, NDERF. yeah. Uh, at yeah, the Near Death Experience Research Foundation. Sure,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and his name is Justin Yu. Okay. And he explains it beautifully it just it just went click <laughs> when i read his story i thought oh that's so perfect
0: okay please tell us
1: well it's just exactly what i just told you that that there are people who have this darkness or this this wall around themselves that they when they die they won't allow themselves to go anywhere or do anything they just are not going to open up to moving from where they are as a matter of fact i never understood ghosts i always thought ghosts were sort of like yeah right (laughs) i still kind of do but (laughs) but um but but i can see that maybe some of these people that have this wall around them are what become ghosts although i don't know that yet so that's
0: a speculation okay 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 so okay so moving forward a little bit so uh, you know, I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier that there are you know, some common features to this experience. So let's, you know, yeah. let's go through that. Let's, so yeah. let's say, yeah. you know, a person has uh, an experience and it causes them to lose brain function and it stops their heart. They die. They are clinically dead. Yeah. What, what is the first thing that happens in your, in your research? What are people, what, what do people say the first thing that happens is?
1: Well, they're out of their body. But beyond that, there isn't one specific thing that happens to everyone. When they get to the other side, there are specific things that happen. But when they first leave their body, they they leave in many, many different methods or many different ways. Sometimes people will be at the ceiling looking down at what's happening and then move on. Mm -hmm. Other people will have a... um, a guide or or relatives, even that have deceased loved ones that meet them and bring them. sometimes they go up into near um outer space and look out into outer space, and other ones go through tunnels. And the big thing that I want people to understand <laughs> I mean, sorry, is um that sorry, my my voice. no problem,
0: have some water, um, please.
1: Yeah, the the big thing I want people to understand is no two experiences are alike. And the reason why that is so is because we create the experience we have. Now, not the knowledge, and not there are things, as you've asked, that that everybody has simply because they become spirit. But not everybody... um, has the same tunnel, for example, or goes to the same garden or sees the same buildings. Like there's completely different experiences depending on the individual.
0: Huh. I mean, it's, it's really intriguing. So, so from my understanding, you know, we, we, we are the architects of our own reality. And when we have this separation experience, It's very much dictated by what we think and perceive of the world, and that's what we get. That's what we encounter at first, at least, right? So, so then, I mean, everyone has heard about the tunnel of light, right? So, is that sort of the next step into this?
1: Well, Well, some people use a tunnel, and every tunnel is different. And some people go, as I said, to outer space. Sometimes the light is in the room with them. When they leave their body, there's the light, and they just enter into the light, or they enter into the spirit realm. Realm. Um, so it, there isn't one specific thing when it comes to the leaving of the body. But there are things that do happen that everybody has. For example, when they are out of their body, I would say ninety percent of the people, maybe ninety-nine percent, um, will feel warmth, um, comfort, peace, and love. They—they, they, it's not a frightening experience at all. There are some who do have a fright they get frightened, but that's not norm. The mm-hmm. other thing that happens is that they are able to move with thought. The mere thought of being somewhere and they can be there instant way. Mm-hmm. Um, the, all communication is done through telepathy. And a big one is for me that it's big. Because, and it, it will be big when you understand. But anyway, the big one is um, the oneness. That they feel this yeah. connection to everything.
0: everywhere. Sure. Yeah. That's huh. a good one to me. Okay. So, so I want to move a little bit further. but. Sure have you Have you ever read an account where a person does not move towards the light
1: Yes, sure i've I've read accounts where people go to the negatives they have a negative experience wait,
0: wait so so you're saying that if you don't move towards the light, you have a in your words a negative experience
1: No no, no, I'm saying that some people don't go at all they stay at this they they stay at this physical level and uh, they wander around the world and they'll go visit their relatives sometimes or they'll you know they just wander around the world and explore things sometimes so, some people do that
0: I'm sorry I'm so sorry to bump you there uh, yeah, but so that's okay. so could we could we say that the light that we see is some sort of portal that allows us to move into this higher realm this sort of ascended realm well uh,
1: the, the the higher realm as you call it, is actually the other side. And it is very bright, very bright. There's lights everywhere. Like everything is light and bright. It looks like the middle of the day all the time. However, there is also the light that people see, and that's a whole different experience.
0: Hmm. Okay, okay. So so let's just say, you know, that uh, someone has died. And they're outside of their body and you know, they see the light appear tunnel light. They yeah. move towards it. Right. Where are we, what, what starts, what's the, what's the common thing that happens?
1: Okay. The most common thing that happens is they go through a tunnel and, um, as they're traveling through the tunnel, some people will see a fork in the tunnel and decide to go left or right, which up or down or whatever. Um, but they and that's what I was meaning when I said a negative experience, that people will be going through the tunnel and they will see a fork and they will find themselves going into a very negative experience. Okay. But the thing that I want to stress with that is that the people who go into the negative experience, first of all. As soon as they ask to be taken out, they are right away, immediately. The second point is that when they get taken out and they ask, what was that all about? They will be told that that's something they did to themselves, that they created that themselves.
0: Hmm. You know, what I'm trying to ascertain, Lynn, is, you know, it as just as the physical dimension has a set of laws like gravity and those things... It, yeah. I, I want to, you know, try to assert, ascertain if this other realm, this other side also has, you know, some sort of, you know, structure or a rule set. And it, so oh, yeah. it seems, it's, okay, so it seems like willpower is one of the main sort of, I don't know, one of the main factors that what you just choose is what occurs, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And some people will go to a garden. Some people go to cities. Some people go to both, like there's gardens and cities fixed together. Some people go to the mountains. Some people go to the, the you know, wherever they want to go, they can go. Has, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to tell about a um, couple of ladies. And this illustrates how individual and how we have a role to play. When a person dies... All disabilities are gone instantly. They're gone. They're just there's nothing there. And uh, so the see the blind see, the deaf can hear, the disabled can walk and run and dance and whatever else. So with with that th- that in mind, there was a lady who had a son who was disabled, and he was severely disabled. And um, so he died. Before she had her death experience, when she died, she went on to the other side and she saw him, of course, but she saw him as still being disabled. In her mind, he was still disabled and she carried him around with her. So you need to, you know, for her to be able to see him that way, it's because that's what she created in her mind because that's how she knew him. There was another lady who, um, she, she saw three beautiful souls, and so she said, oh, I want to be beautiful like that. And so they immediately took her to a place where this man did hocus-pocus over her, and she felt like, okay, now she was beautiful. <laughs> and then um, she leaves there, and she feels like she has somewhere she has to go. And she doesn't know where, but she just knows she has to go. And there's a highway there. And so she needs to get onto the highway and she needs a car. And her guide comes along and says, no, no, you don't need a car. You can travel by thought. But she doesn't believe him. So they eventually get her a car. But it keeps breaking down on her. And so finally she gives the thought business a try. And it works. (laughs) so the point is you see she created all of that she created that she wasn't beautiful she created the man that was going to make her beautiful she created the highway and she created the car (laughs)
0: Hmm. so so i mean one of one of your favorite accounts of an ndes uh, that proves it in a way is is the story of the big shoe what is what is the story of the big shoe and you know why is it one of your favorites
1: so oh, that's um, the Blue Shoe, actually, um, and it's online. Anybody can find it. Just look up the Blue Shoe. What the story with that is, and I like it because it illustrates without question what's going on. Um, and so that's why I like it. it um, this lady had an operation, and during the operation, she left her body, and she died. So while they're working on her to try and bring her back, she goes traveling, around, you know, around all over the place. And then she comes back into her body and they finish the operation. And she wakes up in the recovery room and there's a a social worker there that is greeting her. And um, so she tells the social worker that there's this blue shoe that's sitting on a ledge outside the hospital by a window under just under a window that by, by, uh, but it's on the ledge. Mm -hmm. And so um, she tells people about this, she tells nurses, she tells doctors, nobody believes her. So finally, this social worker says, okay, I'll go and see what I can find. So the shelter worker, now, you need to know that the operating room was on the second floor. She goes, so the the, um, social worker looks for the shoe and finds it on the seventh floor just outside of a window and it's it's white shoe with blue trim and the laces are blue as well so and she, this lady that Marie actually or Maria um, the lady that described it had described it exactly as it would be if she was out in the middle of the air looking at it hmm. so-, so that to me was a really good illustration that something going on
0: Right, because she had information that she there's no way that she could have possibly had, which was, you know, she was floating outside somehow, saw the shoe there, and then yes. confirmed it, you know, when she was back in her body, right? Yes. so yes. So, okay, so, you know, let's move forward a little bit more, and, you know, um when, so let's say we get to the other side, and it's common to see family members, guides, what is... You know, what is the process that some of these people who've had these experiences, what do they see? What are they being told?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, the first thing that people see is physical. They see a physical world and a physical body. They see their loved ones standing there physically. They hug them. They eat. They drink. They sleep. They do all kinds of things on the other side. Um that is physical, but they don't have a physical body. They've left their physical body behind and their spirit. But because that's how they remember, that's how they relate to is the physical. So that's why they they um, are seeing physical. So that's the first thing. So they'll, most people meet their, their loved ones there, the ones who have passed ahead have hurt them. Um, not everybody some people know that their loved ones are around but they're you know they go off and do other things um, and they can do all kinds of different things but one of the things that almost everyone does is they have a um, a life review and okay. that's a, yeah that that's a very significant thing because in the life review they see all the uh, their whole life, from the beginning to the end, uh, at least until that that experience happened, until they've died. Um, and in the life review, they see how they treated others. It, there's nothing else that that they look at. They don't look at um, um, the car they drove or the job they had or <laughs> any of those things. It's just strictly how they were with each other.
0: Wow. Okay, that's that's a bit surprising. It's so it's not you know what thoughts you had, how you felt about yourself, some of the experience, some of the experiences that you went through, but how you treated your fellow human being.
1: Yes, that's a major one. That's the they may they may get in information about if they're con- confused or bus- puzzled about that they did something they don't understand why they did it. They might get an explanation, but <clears throat> primarily it's to look at how they were with each other. And hmm. and it goes even farther than that because they not only become, they literally become the other person and feel what that person felt with the, when they had their exchange, but they also feel how that person took that information beyond into their lives. So, for example, if something negative happened and they would feel the pain that the person Felt from that negative experience, but they would also feel um, how that say that person treated the 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 store clerk because they were cranky now, or because or they cut off somebody in traffic, things like that. They feel those things as well.
0: Mm, Wow, that's absolutely fascinating. So it's not just how we treat the other person but also we we get the perspective that they yes. also had. So it's also yes. you know sort of multi-dimensional in that you know you're experiencing both sides of it and right. how it impacted them and and their life, you know as as it went on, right? Yes. and also
1: decisions that we make and how they impact others. So like leaders or bosses that they make a decision that impacts their staff or or the people that they. Are you know, the leader of, um, if they make a decision that is harmful to them, then they will experience that. And so you can imagine what happened for Hitler, <laughs> because people are still feeling the uh, Holocaust.
0: But, I mean, I, I thought, you know, I thought I read somewhere in your book that there is no sense of judgment, you know, when you when you pass into this no. world.
1: That's right. There isn't no. There is a judgment, but we are the only ones who judge ourselves. The, the guides and the, the any other beings or, or whatever that's around, there's no judgment.
0: No. So there, there's no one saying, "Look at this. You did this that's wrong. Right. You're going to get right. punished." It's yes. it's more just you, your own yes. your own self that's that right. that is looking at it for yourself and and feeling yes. however you feel about it. Yes. Yes, exactly. Huh. So, you know, is for people who have come back and had the life review, have you noticed any change, drastic change in their personalities?
1: Yes, big time. They come back completely different people. It doesn't matter what they were like before they left. They come back much, much different. Now, that doesn't mean they're perfect. They still have their bad toys still. Uh, but they are much more caring, much more forgiving. They want to help others and they will put themselves out for the world to to, to do whatever they can to make things better. Huh. And I think they're, they're changing the world. I think that, that this whole uprising of, of knowledge that we're seeing in the, in the spirituality, I think that's coming from
0: people who have had
1: death experiences and they're changing things.
0: So, so, Lynn, I mean, do you do you believe in reincarnation? Absolutely. Do you think that we somehow are the architects of our experience here as we grow and evolve as human beings?
1: Absolutely. Now, it, let me go back to my oneness thing. Please. Everything. Everything boils down to that. Because... We are one. We not just with each other. There's only one soul, and the one soul is what we, some people call God, and some people call it Yahweh and whatever else. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different names, but I just call it the Source. <clears throat> and the Source is is um, the only soul and the only being that there is. And all this that we are experiencing is coming from that one source. Hmm.
0: You know, when when people ask me if I believe in God, you know, I say, you know, yes, undeniably, for me, there is a God, but it doesn't represent someone in the sky that is, you know, looking at you and judging you. It's more that, you know, God is everything, literally everything. God is this moment. God is me and you speaking right now. God is the breath leaving my mouth. God is the space in between us. God is everything. God is everyone listening to this show. So, you know, I guess that would make sense that God is just source and we are kind of, you know, connected into this source. But going back to going back to You know, the reincarnation thing and being the architects of our lives. Uh Um, Would you say that before we decide to incarnate in our current life, that we set up lessons for ourselves, set up different goalposts that we're supposed to kind of. Why would we do that? I mean, why not just come here and have a good time?
1: Well, because we are the source. We are source. And we are saying, okay, we did that before. Let's see if what else there is. We're just giving ourselves different experiences to try and learn and grow and have, have a different kind of experience in, in being human. Um, or it could be other things too, other lives in other places, or even a bug. I think we could probably be that too. Um, but but um, we, we, before we come here, As a soul, we decide, okay, we decide, okay, I'm going to be a soul and I'm going to come down to a life. And so we decide what goal or task or challenge we want to accomplish in this lifetime. Then we choose everything in this life that will help us to gain that goal. So that would be the family that we live in, our friends or, you know, all the people around us. It may be even just somebody who's passing by or maybe a favorite teacher. Um, And then we also choose incidences or events that will happen so that we can, it will guide us in the direction of our goal. That's the main point is to guide us in that direction so we can accomplish our goal while we're here. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also choose ourselves. What race we are, what nationality, what country, what you know, all the right down to what we look like, how intelligent we are, and everything that we can possibly think of, we choose before we come here. Then we come here with amnesia because if we didn't have amnesia we would not be able to function in this in the physical world.
0: We wouldn't learn anything either, right? That's I right. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I'm absolutely fascinated by this whole process and I find it intriguing because, you know, if if we are if we are the architect of our lives and you know, we come here to exp- have new experiences and if we are god sort of just manifest and experiencing it, god to that we are god ourselves, then it seems to make it resonates for me. Um would you yeah. would you say that As far as the journey that we experience through our lives, would you say that it's, I mean, I like to, the way I like to put it is that it's kind of like a river, you know, and a river, it ends up back at the ocean eventually, no matter what. So, you know, you can make a choice and it might move off into a a tributary or something, but at the end of the day, it's, it's still, you know, at the, at the ocean. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Um... Yeah, it that's true. I love that. That's a very good analogy.
0: Okay. So, so Go ahead, please. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh no no. I'm 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 I, I listening to, what, to
1: Yeah, I I well I'd lost track of my thoughts, so go
0: ahead. <laughs> okay, so you know, so it seems like there's a profound feeling of oneness that we have. It's very yeah. comforting. You're yeah. there, maybe you see relatives that have passed. Um uh, you know a friend of mine who 's a doctor he he I was talking to him about this, and i don't i don 't really know how it came up. I just asked him you know, have you have your patients um you know talked to you about uh, death and and passing and you know what happens and he some, something that he remarked on was that when his patients are close to that death, they know they're going to die yeah. um they start to hallucinate and see relatives that have passed already. Uh-huh. Is this is this something that you've heard about in your...
1: Well, you see, I wouldn't call it a hallucination. Um, I do want to go back to the oneness thing again. Okay, okay. Um, Because I remembered what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> but I'll finish this. Um, I don't believe it's a hallucination. I think it is people that come to greet us, our, our loved ones. Are, you know, yes, I do know that. That is true.
0: Okay, so, so th- there is an aspect of... Uh, knowing these people these beings know that we're going to cross over and they, they kind of show up and yeah. make sure that we're going to be okay
1: with yeah. the and, and, and they send all kinds of love and and they send they, they send a message somehow through I mean I'm, it's not talking so and there's no um, I don't know if it's telepathy or not because that's how they communicate um, but The people who are closer to death become very calm and very comforted by knowing that their loved ones are there.
0: Of course. I mean, um, so going back to your oneness, I'll hand it back to you. You said that you wanted to follow up on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, what I wanted to say about the oneness is that I think people... Have a hard time understanding it, and I don't blame them because it's I mean, we we've been taught one way to think for so long. <clears throat> anyway, what I want to say is it's all consciousness. It's everything is consciousness. It isn't a a being. It's it's not. It's a positive energy force. Is what it is, but it has consciousness, and and that's what what is manifesting.
0: Okay, so, so I want to go back to the the question that I had about reincarnations. I mean, yeah. so how, I mean, is this a thing and you know, why would we need to reincarnate over and over? Is it, you know, to learn these different lessons? Is, is there an end to the reincarnation cycle? Uh, you know, what happens after you are, are done with the game?
1: Yeah, um, I had, I think his name is Rick, Rick. That, that was one of the men, that uh, people that I, that I um, studied. And he was a little boy, and um, when he was hit by a car uh, while he was riding on his bike. And um, so anyway, while he's on the other side, he's talking to them, and he's learning all these beautiful, oh, it's a wonderful story. I mean, this young fellow was right, like he, he asked him very excellent questions. And anyway, he was getting all these questions answered anyway. Finally, they tell him that it's time he has to go back. And he said, well, when I come back here, I'm never going back there again. And they laughed because they said the guides laughed at him and said, oh, yes, you will, because you love the adventure. (laughs) So it's sort of like going to a movie or, or, um, or a play, or it might be even reading a good book, although it would have to be. Really engrossing. Um, that that's that's what we are. We're the director. We're the writers. We're the actors. We're, <laughs> we're the producers. We're everything. We we are the ones that create this movie.
0: So it's it's almost like we plug into a computer, and you know we put on this sort of VR headset thing that immerses us so deeply in the game of life that we forget, you know, we completely forget that we chose this and also for the purpose of truly learning that lesson, you know, to the fullest. Um, Yes,
1: and people can't can't remember their past lives either. I mean, some do, but they only remember it generally. There is the odd exception, but generally they only remember it from about – Two to seven in those that five-year period, and then by the time they're seven, it's fading and fading, and they're not—they just can't remember it anymore because they couldn't function in this world, in this existence, if they if they kept remembering their past life because they're bonded with that, and that's what happens to children who remember their um, their. Past lives and they they re- reincarnated and they remember. They want to go back to that life because that's where they're bonded. They can't they can't they have a terrible time adjusting to this new world, this new family, and this new existence. They don't like it. They want their old one. <laughs> so that's that's um, important, you know. To to not remember is very very important.
0: Okay, it's, I mean it's a perfect layup into my next question, which is. Um, you write that in these NDE experiences that these uh, these people are given knowledge. They're given information that they did not previously have before yes. w- their accident, whatever happened to them. So, you know, what types of information do they bring back? What kinds of, of knowledge uh, are they shown? I mean, yeah. I'm very curious to know, you know, what they're given. Well, actually,
1: um, it can be, everything like they can go right they can learn every single thing there is to learn about what it's all about why are we here what is this whole thing and they become the light and they blend right into the light and they can um and they because the light is is this this energy source that i'm talking about that has a a consciousness and so they go in and they become it and they can go right back to the beginning of time and And understand how this all evolved, so that's one thing, but they don't bring that back with them. They remember it when they're over there, but they don't bring it back, they can't remember it. They might remember flashes like um the the multitude of souls that 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 they've mm-hmm. become. you know that what, one person said that they remembered being deep, deep loneliness and and sadness and so then and then the 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 multiple, multitude of souls was created and that gave the some someone else or something else to connect to
0: i mean i've i've had some ayahuasca dmt experiences where you know i go into this other realm and i'm i'm given information and when i am sort of back into my body there's there's no way that i could hold or retain yeah the yeah. the depth or you know color of everything that's being yeah. given to yeah. me uh, and so so maybe it's an aspect of just you know it, it's it's not it's it's not something that you, the human body has the capacity to do we just don't understand the the size of it the 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 depth of it the the grasp of it doesn't occur to us
1: well i think some do but it takes a lifetime to know it and to understand it and be with it, and that, and I don't mean my lifetime. I'm thinking people like um, the holy men of, of um, India or women too, um, the, they, they, the sadhus. The sadhus, yeah, yeah. That how it said. Okay, thank you. Yes. I only read it, so I was going by. But okay, so um, they they can live it and be it. And, and can do amazing things, and they carry it with them. But that's rare because we have lives, and we have to come back here and and be human beings and do <laughs> go to work and whatever else we have to do.
0: Right. I mean, so I mean, again, it it seems like if you know if if life is you know, such a struggle, sometimes it feels that way, and. You know, we're, we're suffering sometimes through it, some people more than others. I mean, especially yeah. in times like right now, yeah. what's going on yeah. in the world today. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. really terrifying. It can be heartbreaking, especially yeah. if you have a family member that's going through this. So. Yeah why would you want to come back? I mean, you're in this NDE state. Everything is blissful. You've got all this light around you, all these people hanging out with you. They're all cool with you. They're all yeah, your family yeah, members. Yeah. You haven't seen them in a long time. You're getting all this knowledge, information. You understand things that you didn't understand before. If you have a disability, it's there's no disability anymore. Why would you ever want to come back to this place? Well, yeah.
1: I, I think most people, most people who have death experiences don't want to come back. And they're very upset when they're told that they have to come back. Some realize that and understand, okay, that's that's the way it is, and I'll have, you know, I, I can come back here when my time is due. But <clears throat> a lot of them fight <laughs> because they don't want to come back. It's so beautiful there. But I think what you're asking is, why would we have a new life? Why would we reincarnate? Is that what you're asking?
0: I mean i just I, I i i think i get it i mean i think i understand that once you know once we get i think it's almost like you're you're addicted to it and you forget you know kind of yeah. the process of it you forget yeah. and maybe yeah. the time scale of things changed time here is linear and there maybe it's not you know, maybe yeah, it works no, a little bit differently
1: yeah there's no time there at all okay there you go no
0: space or time there you go so yeah. you know so if if all those things are true, then, you know, all of our lives are happening all at once. And that, that space exists outside of that completely, which is so hard to fathom for us because for us, it's, it's linear, you know, we experience one, two, three, four, five, but for over there, it's like, it all happens at once, like one through five, right? right? So, you know, I'm just wondering it, what the higher picture may be. You know, if the universe is a big place, Lynn, I mean, it's huge, right? So what if the Earth life system is just one of the systems in many different systems? And and yeah, there's, you know, we play the game, we forget, we have amnesia about it. And so, you know, I'm just wondering what else is out there. I'm really curious about that.
1: Yeah, I think there are all kinds of different, I think there's many dimensions. I think there are many different kinds of existences that we're not aware of because we're so limited here. Um, you know, we, we, but we do, we need this experience in order to give back to the source, this experience. And how that works is that we, okay, as I said, it's almost like a there's a direct line between us and the source. And that's that's a direct connection, and everything we do see and feel and so on is being felt by the source because of this connection, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. And so, now I've lost my train of thought again, sorry, Um, but I think that what we get stuck on, we get stuck thinking about being here, you know, that we're so wrapped up in being human that we stop, we can't. We can't take ourselves out of this and look and see how something else would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you I mean, know I mean, I was just going to say that quantum quantum physics, um, the string theory, talks about multi universes, which is fine. I think that there are multi universes, but one of the concepts is that within um, multiple universes, if there's infinite number, then we. Have duplicates of ourselves somewhere doing the same thing we're doing, and that's pretty—that's pretty physical. That's pretty down to earth, and you know, very, very physics-oriented mm-hmm. in your thinking. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, I—I I, I think I understand. You know wh- what you're getting at and what you're saying. And uh, th- there's something about this experience that somehow links us back to the source and and it's it's necessary to do that so which is why we do it in the in the first place and i mean i I don't know there's a lot to absorb within all of that so you know i want to know what happens to these people after they get back and how their lives change you know and is there is there some sort of directive that they're given you know be this way i mean because it sounds like the near-death experience is just an intervention you know it's it's kind of like stopping you from what's going on in your in your life and reminding you where you come from and then sending you back and saying okay hey you got just finish the job and then you can come back when you want to yeah
1: no not necessarily because (laughs) there are people that get to the other side and they're given a choice. They can come back or they can stay. You know, they, so not necessarily that they're, you know, they're. it's an interlude or, you know, a warning of some sort to get back and do it right. <laughs> um, no, not necessarily. But, but the thing that I guess where I'm, what I'm trying to emphasize is that quantum physics shows us that we are in a way we don't understand we are connected to the universe we also know that through the death experiences that people have had that we are connected there as well and it's all consciousness it's it's just a big circle of consciousness
0: Hmm. i mean there's yeah you talk about consciousness in the book and uh... And Dean Radin, we've had him on the show several times. Yes, uh, right. The Global Consciousness uh, Project, uh, oh, Doctor yes. Roger Nelson, we've yes. had him on the show. I mean, so it's all in the line of what we're doing here. But you know, why do you, why do you think that it's it's all about consciousness? Why do you think it's the connection to Source? And um, you know, is there any evidence for this? Uh,
1: evidence, no. Only only that somehow our consciousness is connected to the universe but not that we're connected to the source. There's no proof of that other than people who have had death experiences and come back and tell us things that they couldn't possibly know. You know, like, well, I'm talking about Maria, but there are many, many people who come back with information that they could not possibly know. Another thing that happens is that... um, Some people are dead for 14, 15 hours before they come back. So, um, you know, and there was the longest recorded one was uh, 29 hours. So experiences like that are, it shows me that there's something way more than just, just what we're able to touch and feel. I mean, the goal is to experience differentness. And we are experiencing differentness for the source. And we are the source experiencing differentness, by the way. Um, and so, but in the doing of the, in the experiencing of our differentness, we, at the at the spirit level, they can't get out of bed. They can't talk. <laughs> they can't, they can't do any of the things that we do? Nothing. None of the things that we do can happen there unless they uh, they uh, um, invent it or create it. That's um, which is what we are doing now.
0: I'm not sure I understand what you mean. Can you just say that in a different way, please?
1: Mm. Um. So as I've said, that that we're all there's this big, huge oneness. And that is the source. That's this energy, this positive energy field or force that um, has consciousness. And the consciousness is constantly creating, constantly. It never, never, never ends. And so we are a part of that. And we are only one way of giving back to the source. Because Uh if the source didn't have us, then... The source would, would would be if there was if it if they didn't have creation I should say then the source would be, it, it would be lost it would be there would be nothingness.
0: Hmm. Lynn, what is a fear death experience? Something that you write um, about?
1: Yeah, I love those. Um, you well, love them? Yeah, I do. I think they're cool. <laughs> um, well, they're like miracles that people have that that they they are in the middle of a process of going through an accident. They're heading for a tree or they're, they're something horrible is going to happen and they know they're, you know, in a car and they're, they're going to get smashed up. And then all of a sudden, they're on the other side of the tree and their car's fine and <laughs> nothing happened. Ah, they're okay. still alive. That, to me, is just so cool. But in the meantime, they have a quick little near death experience it usually it doesn't last more than a second or two, but it's enough that they're there and they they may have a death they may have a life review and then they come back but they're when they come back they're still in their car and the car is still there's one story about a couple of guys and they were heading for a bus um and and they knew they were going to be killed that that was the, that was all there was to it and the next thing they know they are at a stoplight down the street, <laughs> waiting for the red for the red light to change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like it's illogical. It's mm-hmm. very, very illogical. But I love them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it it's it's not that illogical. I mean, it, I think it if if our reality is like a, a VCR tape, right? If anyone remembers those, um, and and you know you can kind of like a DJ would, you can kind of skip a scene. You know, or move it a little bit quicker, and and just place the characters, uh-huh. you know, in a different spot. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, you might be able to edit things around in a way you know we can't understand because yeah. the science and the physics hasn't caught up with this yep. yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. that's quite true. And I don't know that. I think physics has got a lot to learn, but I also think we do too. Of like course. I don't think we have all the answers.
0: Of course, um, <laughs> Lynn. We're almost out of time, but you know, is there anything that I should have asked you tonight that I that I didn't that you want to talk about?
1: Well, they just where they can get my book. But before well, we'll that, do,
0: we'll do that. But yeah, I mean, it, but,
1: but before that, I would just want people to know that they are far more magnificent than they ever ever imagined. That's my message. My message is, wow, we are. Absolutely fantastic, and we can accomplish so much. And we share, change, our, change ourselves all the time. And that's my big message to, the, to my to my people. You know, and that's what the book is about: is uh, is to teach people how beautiful they are.
0: Yeah, I mean, I highly recommend the book. Where can people go and you know find your website, Lynn? Where can people go and pick up the book, please? If you just want to say the title okay. one more time,
1: okay. It's the wonder of you what the near death experience tells you about yourself and my name is Lynn K Russell I use the K because there are a bazillion Lynn Russells out there and you'll never catch me um, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter and I'm on LinkedIn and I'm also on Instagram but I don't go there very often but I'm there All <laughs> I right. don't know I don't I don't go too often um, anyway and I also don't have a website today but uh, I will next week and okay. next and it will be Lynn K Russell
0: all right got uh, it yeah thank you so much Lynn for your time La- ladies and gentlemen you hear it you you heard it here first I mean what an uh, amazing aspect to the the process of being alive. The book is called The Wonder of You. I highly recommend the read. What the near-death experience tells you about yourself. I mean, if you've ever wondered about some of the larger questions that we ask on this show, it's definitely a read that I would recommend and pick it up. That's going to do it tonight for us here at HXP. We will certainly be back next week. If you are not subscribed to us on YouTube... If you're listening to us on YouTube, please get over there. Click subscribe, click like. Thank you guys so much. Good night.